Four, three, two, one. Welcome back after a long hiatus to Loud Snackers. You guys actually have snacks on you right now because I realize I don't. Oh, crap. I had hot Cheetos and I put them away. Dang it. That was We're too busy my... setting up the Zoom call right now that we forgot all about the chips. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. That's oh, why I call loud snackers. Dang it. <laughs> I have ice cubes that I could pretend to use as like chips. People like actually eat that. They're like, oh yeah, I have ice chips. That's yeah. that's a snack. Low cal. Zero cal. Yeah. Original <laughs> flavor. <laughs> Well, it's been a minute, guys. It's nice to be back virtually. Yep. Yep. How's uh, how's everyone doing? One thing that's new with everybody, it's been too long. So give an update. We haven't really been around each other all that much. So. Yeah. Well, let's. How about you start? What's something new with you? Well, I um, I don't have a girlfriend anymore. Ooh. Oh, oh, yeah. yes, this new yeah. what? Because I have a fiance. Ooh. Oh my god! Congratulations! <laughs> I was like sad and then happy. Wow, you took me through that like real quick. I'm a really good <laughs> storyteller. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, tell us what happened. Well, uh, so I, I I took her to this place we call the View. Um, and it's kind of like this overlook area, you know, a makeout point, if you will. Oh. And uh, it's actually the place that I asked her to be my girlfriend. Um, I think she like rejected me once or twice. And then like I asked her for the third time there. And she's like, all right, fine. <laughs> How much? Yeah. <laughs> she was being so stingy. But uh, Third time's a charm. Yeah. So, you know, we were chilling. We we're about to... Uh, you know, go to get dinner. And then we're like, you know, I, I had this whole plan. We're going to go over there. Her brother was hiding out in a bush for several hours, you know, anticipating uh, me and Lena to go over there. And then um, we were on our way and she was like, can we get Starbucks? I was like, oh, yeah, fine. And then we like go and get everything. She's like, it was raining, by the way. She's like, why, why are we even going to this overlook? I'm like, oh, I'm, not doing I'm from Chicago. I'm depressed all the time. Let's just go. <laughs> and so we went and, um, you know, we, we were just kind of like chilling, looking at the view. And then I was like, oh, let me take some pictures of you. This is like such a great view. And then she's like, you know, standing there and I'm taking pictures. And then I'm like, oh, let me take like a lower angle. So I like get on one knee. Oh, okay. And okay. then I chucked the phone and pull out this crazy ring and then she's like oh my gosh what's going on what what, what, what is this what is this i'm like i'm the one that asked the questions right <laughs> um and then uh you know i asked her if she would marry me and then she she responded with is mick here which is her brother and i was like that's not the answer that i'm looking for <laughs> and she's like who else is here i'm like answer the question like this is all planned like and for me to not hear an answer was very disappointing and uh you know, we saw his head poking out of the bush. She's like, is that big? I'm like, yes. Yes or no? Eventually she said yes, because I gave her a lot of pressure. But yeah, now I'm engaged. So you asked her twice. Just like the first time you asked her to be a girl, you asked her twice. And the third time she said well, yes. We have this thing where like, we kind of joke around with each other. Like when we ask each other's other questions, we're like, oh, you know, I'll think about it. Or like, oh, like. And I'll be like, don't think about it. You should pray about it. You know, it's like, even, even when it comes to things like, Hey, you want to get Chipotle or you want to get like, 
in and out today. I don't know. I'll think about some more. You should pray about it. She'd be like, yeah, I will. <laughs> she tried to pull that joke on me as I asked her to marry me. She's like, I'll think about it. And I'm like, I'm not trying to joke around right now. <laughs> so she was like, I'll think about it. And I was like, oh, you will? I, I legit thought that she had to think about it. <laughs> And then she's like reaching for the ring. I'm like, you don't get the ring while you're thinking about it. <laughs> this isn't like a trial run. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, she said yes, because she likes the ring. And now we're engaged. Oh my God. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, how, how nervous were you? How nervous were you? Yeah. One through 10. Really? Like negative five. That's crazy. What? But that's, see, I think it was the Lord humbling me because I was like, what she's gonna say no you know like what's gonna happen like what's literally the worst thing that can happen she's gonna be crazy happy and say yes a thousand times little did i know that she would say she would think about it okay had i known that that would be an option i would have been a little bit more nervous for sure maybe it's because you were like in private because like i did mine a little bit more public and like I don't know. I knew she was going to say yes but i was still really nervous i don't know what it was like my heart was same with like my chest yeah, that's the same with everyone that I hear that proposes. Like, yeah, they're all like, "Oh, I'm so nervous!" Or like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous!" I'm like, "Why are you nervous?" I, I don't know. Like, cause like I like kind of like you. I knew she was going to say yes. There, that wasn't like even a doubt in my mind. But then it was just like, well, I don't in your know. case, you were actually right. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just it, I my my I could feel my heart pounding. I was just like, I am so freaking nervous. like it was crazy. Like I had, the, I had a hard time getting the words out of my mouth. I was so nervous. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it is like, I'm not trying to, uh, you know, make light of such a heavy situation. Like for sure, it is like one of the most important moments of your life. You know, mm-hmm. like you're, you're asking someone to make a lifetime commitment to you. And that's the same with Lena. Like in, in her, like joking around at the moment, she just like, she was so shocked. Mm-hmm. Like she was super shocked. She's obviously very happy to be engaged, but like, it, it, it was like a such a she wasn't expecting it at all like we talked about getting engaged yeah at some point mm-hmm. you know like we'll be married at some point but then for it to happen literally you know like a week later and she also she also thought i should or that i was going to go and get her parents blessing because i said that i was going to do that like traditionally i would go talk with her father and talk about all that stuff and she's like she thought i didn't even do that because you know, COVID times, whenever I go over there, she's there. It's not like she like leaves somewhere and I like secretly go meet up with her dad or something, but that is exactly what I did on <laughs> Valentine's day. I told her that I would pick her up. But then like previous to that, I met her parents at this like covert golf course and wow. uh, we talked things out and got the blessing. But she, you know, in her mind, she was like, where in the world would you even get the time? Not to mention literally a couple days after that, uh, her grandma called her while, while she was hanging out with me and her grandma was like, I heard you're engaged. This is like after I got the blessing. Right. And then she was like, what? No, no. And then she was like, no, like I heard that Sam met with your parents and like, now you're engaged. And then like, and then she was like, no, I don't think so. And then she was like, Oh really? I'm pretty sure she did. And then she got the phone and then she was like, when would you have met my parents? And I was like, seriously, when would I have met your parents? So you didn't deny it. Exactly. It's not really lying. Right. So she, so she was like, yeah. Right. And then, so, you know, all this is to say that Harmony had to take one for the team and for the longest time for like a month or so people thought that she was going senile. 
and, <laughs> and, she, and she was just willing to take that because like everyone was like you have to just go along with it now it would have been terrible if like the family just ended up pushing her towards like the hospital or something it's like all right we gotta we gotta move into <laughs> yeah go real method acting. they really you know they really bought into that bit and they just like yeah. went all the way with it <laughs> yeah so the first thing i did after we got engaged and we went over to their place to celebrate with the, the family i apologized to grandma Aww. and thanked well, her for enduring the facade for so long but then she shouldn't have said anything to begin with so yeah. <laughs> and you know some people aren't made aware of the nuances of the situation i guess <laughs> dude okay She's so, so excited i had that same exact thing happen and it was our it was our pastor it was pastor i don't know if i want to say his name but you you know who he is yeah he literally said it to the congregation and oh, luckily yeah, we that. weren't at the service that week and oh I was like, my because i didn't God. i hadn't proposed yet but he told the entire congregation that I was going to do it. And I was like, that is so Michael Scott. I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, thank God I wasn't there. But what in the world was he thinking? I was like, I, I was like, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. What do you say? Was he like, you guys, Brandon is going to propose. Oh yeah. Is he here? Like, what did he <laughs> do? I think it was like more of like, oh, someone in our congregation is about to like, it was like something like that. Somebody but has a big secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone, I think it was along the lines of like someone in our current congregation is about to propose, but then there was only like, I was like the only one that was dating someone at the time or something <laughs> wow. like that. It was just like a very obvious yeah. thing to say. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. That would have been awesome if you were there. Like I would have like, gotten beat red and I would have yeah. been like kind of mad and kind of like, I'd be like, and like kind of shocked. And I'd be like, okay. Like I, I wouldn't know what, I would be so speechless. Well, and yeah, I wouldn't you know. would have to double down and just straight up propose right on the spot. Like, during <laughs> service. Oh yeah. Think real fast. Yeah. I just have to like take a key ring and be like, here, this is a place. Placeholder. <laughs> so yeah, for, that is a, uh, that's the news yeah. for me. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. It's it, that's <laughs> big news and um we all I, I you know, we all are super happy for you and and uh is it okay if we mention who it is? I think we are, already did, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh Lena. Uh Lena. I don't know if you well, you guys have met her, but yeah. Yeah. For those viewing out there, it's a girl named Lena. Oh my and, gosh. I met her once. Lena. She's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, that's not it though. <laughs> Lee, she's gonna be Lena Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's in E E E Na. Wait, what? Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Lena was like Korean name too, right? Probably not. No, she's uh, um, she's like third generation Korean American. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep, very exciting. And uh, uh, Eunice, do you remember um, the time when I asked Jen's parents for her hand in marriage? Yes. So I actually um, had Eunice part of this, and um, because you know Eunice means so much to Jen, so we we planned something out. And uh, well, one of the things that um, I needed to do was to ask you know Jen's dad. Um, cause at the time, Jen and her mom were in Korea. So I asked Eunice, I said, Hey, you know, can we, uh, can you go, go over to, uh, Jen's parents home, you know, with me 
and I'm going to ask and um, if you could take a picture. And this picture was uh, important because it was part of how uh, I was going to propose to Jen. And um, it was part of like a, uh, a picture that was going to be, you know, a series of pictures at the end when uh, I proposed to Jen. So I remember Eunice came with me. We, I, I got like um, uh, Jen's dad's favorite uh, cheesecake, you know, ready in hand. So, you know, and I remember uh, we, we did all that and got over there. I remember I was, I, I was nervous, but you're right. I wasn't as nervous as the proposal because you know there's always that saying like oh you know when you're about to propose no matter how you know how confident you are about the answer it's always it's it's just you know you're, you're a wreck you're just like you're you're shaking and people say that they're um a nervous wreck so i remember um i'm like no i don't think that's gonna happen to me there's no way you know like we at the time we dated for over five years you know and things like that so it's and I remember it, um, for the proposal, both of you guys were there, Sam and um, Eunice, right? And and Peniel was there too. And uh, it was time. It was like time for me to do it. And, and my voice started shaking. And you know, I I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Like I like lost all control of my body. And then um, Jen too, like she was like, huh? And like she started walking backwards. And I was like, no, 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 you, you can't walk that way. Moonwalking. <laughs> no, yeah. Because she was like so in shock, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, I, I remember being uh, very nervous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to pull up those photos because they still have them somewhere, probably in like the old Facebook albums or something. But yeah, it was so sweet. <laughs> I just remember like, I'm like, Asking Jen's dad and trying to have a conversation with him, and in the corner of my eye, I see Eunice just smiling and just looking, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> she's still there. Thanks, you know. Like, don't go anywhere, you know." Yeah, because I was taking photos of that moment too. Yep, that, that was just part of the the proposal. Um, I'm look for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was fun, and um, we had this whole setup um, telling Jen that we have to go to this you know, uh, art gallery because Eunice took some family pictures and, you know, f uh, photos of her family. And it, it would mean the world if uh, she, you know, if um, Jen and myself went to it as well before they took the, the, the portraits down. And then um, I, you know, I put on the whole act too. I was like, Oh, okay, fine. I guess, you know, it's you. <laughs> we'll, we'll go, you know? And then, so we had this whole setup and we did it um, over at the art gallery, but yeah, that was, that was fun. Oh my god an oscar winning performance <laughs> you know what's even funnier that the, the art gallery owner was bawling his eyes out <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the only one there crying and we met him that day <laughs> yeah. he was just standing there like bawling his eyes out and i'm like oh man you know? was he like younger or older he was older older oh it was like late so 40s. sweet that's sweet he's like ah, i remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a sensitive soul. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, you know, that's what's new for me. How about you guys? Oh yeah. Oh shoot. What's new. Oh gosh. Let's see. Mm. Um, I'm in Hawaii. Mm. Tell us about that. What's going that's on there? New. It is great. Waikiki. Um, there was, it got really busy, but when I got here like a month ago, I extended my stay for another month because we all get to work remotely at the moment. So I figured I would take advantage of this amazing opportunity and 
um, just run with it while I can. Um, so yeah, I'm like staying at Waikiki in Waikiki at an Airbnb with my friend. Um, Aaron was here, uh, like for maybe three weeks ish. Um, and he left the other day. That's why I had to move locations because we were at uh, a different friend. Um, but yeah, he, he was over the Island life. So he like flew back and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I obviously wanted to stay. So I'm going to stay for another month. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, I just feel like there's no other time to do this. I, it, it's a huge blessing in disguise COVID, you know? Um, and it's exciting because I feel like also, um, right around when we go back, it'll be like when everyone can get vaccinated and all right. that. So we'll all be safer and all that. I'm trying to think of what's How new about, with me, but yeah, I cannot think of something like we do not do too much. I guess my daughter's potty training is that new? I don't even know. That's sweet. It's new. That's new. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's been That's, an experience. Yeah. That my son was, I guess he wasn't too bad. My daughter was easier because she was like pretty ready to go. But it was like, because we had spring break this past week. So we we're just at home. So, but we spent, we basically spent our spring break potty training. Hmm. So that was, that was my fun time. <laughs> well, during these times, I, I guess you could say no news is good news, you know? Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of the things that we hear are not always the best news. So, oh, that's so true. Oh my gosh. Hmm. That's so true. What else is new? Jose, did you have anything new that happened? Um, well, I, you know, just, I, I've been, uh, I've never, the last time I watched a K-drama was probably, uh, man, I want to say over between like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I, it was, it's, it's been, no, more than that. Yeah. So over, Boys over flowers, like something like that. Right. So it was, it was a long time ago. Um, but recently, um, they took uh, the office off of, uh, netflix yeah you know that was a Mm -hmm. big bummer so i was kind of browsing through you know netflix at the time i i I generally just don't like to start anything new just because i'm just kind of boring i guess in that way i I just like watch the same old things but um i saw um this title reply 1994 and um i remember that these the songs that were um on this drama were songs that i grew up on in the 90s and I was like, man, I, I gotta at least check this out. You know, maybe um, you know they'll have some of the the songs, the the remakes. You know, and um, maybe I'll like it. You know, so I, I checked it out, and um, slowly but surely, I'm, I'm getting through it. Like, uh, I'm like, I'm not like a pro by any means when it comes to going through K uh, dramas because I take forever. You know, people kind of sit through it and they they can finish it within like a week or maybe even less. Um, I I've been slowly like I'll I'll watch like 15 minutes and catch another 15 like the next day or something like that. Oh, so um it's not slow. yeah, it's very slow because <laughs> these episodes are not you know short. Um but I've been getting through it and uh it's it's really good. I I I like it and um so I I know this is my fault because I shouldn't have done this, but I kind of mentioned something from the drama in front of Jen who's who's already seen it like before. Right. And she reacted to it. And that reaction kind of gave away the next part. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Like, 
you know, and I was so pumped, but I'm like, that's my fault. Like I should not talk about it, you know, because, um, you know, a lot, I mean, this is such an old drama, um, from the first place. So any case, um, I'm trying to get through it, I'm trying to pretend I didn't hear it, you know, and, um, hopefully, yeah, the re remaining, uh, series or episodes will be entertaining, but yeah, I, besides, you know, outside of that, um, you know, just a lot of things that are happening at work and, uh, planning on getting vaccinated i think next week uh Woo! so we'll see you know uh, we'll see if i cry oh, i got vaccinated <laughs> it's i got the first dose a little how was it ago. uh your arm's kind of sore i heard the second one is the one that's like kind of painful well not painful the second one's the one that kind of gives you the flu but then everyone takes it differently so we'll see how it goes you might be taking that single dose johnson and johnson yeah, I think my like my mom's a pharmacist, so she's she actually got that one, so she's gonna start administering that one. But I heard it's not as effective as the Pfizer or Moderna one, but I don't know honestly. Yeah, I heard it's like a strong dose because it's just one. So yeah, okay. So we've gone over what's new in our lives. So what's new mm -hmm. in the world today? What's going on? How? Um, Joe Biden fell up some stairs. Oh my gosh, uh, he's a pretty old man. Yeah, but he fell up three times. Fell up three like, times? Yeah, he fell once, fell twice. And he's like, I need to try it one more time and did it three times. I was like, damn, that, at that point, it's a little bit impressive, you know? Is it like a Chevy Chase Prattfall? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, he was get, getting into Air Force One, I believe, and then, like, he was just climbing up the steps. Oh, dang. You didn't see the video, dude. It's like it's video. viral. I need to I watch it several times. It's crazy. I need to. I need to get up on my viral stuff. I'm like so yeah. so like. I'm not trying to make fun of the president, you know. I'm not trying to like make fun of any sort of political leaning. It's just like, how do you fall three times? You know, it's kind of. <laughs> it's like at that point, is it scripted? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, but he's okay. He just fell. <laughs> yeah, he got up after the third time and saluted everyone else. So <laughs> it was just fine. <laughs> Can you imagine if you're like the Secret Service and you see the president keep doing, you know, like, like, oh my gosh, like we're supposed to catch him, you know? <laughs> yeah. We missed him again, you know? Were they like, was he like denying them? Like, like, don't help me. I can do it. Was he like, because, <laughs> like, yeah, shouldn't they have helped him after like the first time he fell? Because you can't look cool when you fall. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> yeah. After the second fall, I would just not get up and just crawl up the steps. <laughs> like on all fours. <laughs> Hope he had a nice trip. Oh, dang! Have you guys ever fallen in public, though? Oh yeah, of course. And then when you when you're by yourself, it's just like the most embarrassing thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm all right, and everyone's like, well, I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, nobody asked. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the worst fall I ever had was um i was running i think i was trying to catch an uber right like mm. I, I i realized i was in the wrong spot i think i placed my marker somewhere and i was like oh crap i'm not where my marker's at so i had to run to where it was and then like i think it was a hill or something but i ate it so hard i like my i my foot hit like something and then i just i tumbled like it was like a cartoon where you actually tumble right and like mm. 
my arm was scuffed up. I had a rip in my shirt. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Like I was so mad and I was so, I was in so much pain. I was like, I still need to get to this Uber. So I had to just keep walking, but it really sucked. <laughs> You know what trips are the worst is when you start tripping and then you catch yourself with the other foot and then you catch yourself with the other foot. So then you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) you little model. Have you ever done that while wearing heels? Oh my God. Yeah. And then like your ankle twists, like you've seen those like, um, videos. Oh, the runway videos. Yeah. So funny. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not as poised as they are. I just kind of fall over at the end. But How do girls wear heels? It's so crazy. Yeah, I think that waddle. That waddle is that one sucks because yeah. like for me, I'd rather just fall. Because if I'm if I'm trying to like survive that waddle, after you do, like no one celebrates. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like in your mind, you're like, you don't even celebrate. You're like, well, I, I you know I, I didn't fall, but I just did this weird dance, you know, like <laughs> for no reason. And uh, I'm, you know, and, and it's like, um, yeah, you just like you just do this thing, and then you you kind of survive it, and and then you look back, you know, you're like, what was that, you know, like as if like that's gonna answer and make things better. But <laughs> everybody does that, you know, look back and they're like, what was that, you know, and then and try to point out what it was, um, and then secretly you wish someone else does it, <laughs> so you can be like, yes. Now like I feel better. The ankle literally turns to like jello. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> What's more embarrassing to waddle and trip over something in public or to fart in public? Dude, to fart. Really? Like, yeah, you're like flatulating your poop particles. Yeah, but isn't that, isn't that weird? Because like everybody farts, not everybody trips. Hmm. That's a good question. That's true. I is guess it so it embarrassing to do something that everybody does? I think it depends on the company. I really like if it's like your, if it's someone that you need to like, I don't know, like your in-laws, you know, yeah. and then you mm. like uh, fart in front of them. That's pretty freaking embarrassing. If like, in, like if you fall, trip and fall in front of them, that's not that bad. Instead of farting in front of them, for some reason. What if what if your like father-in-law farts in front of you first though? It's like, it's yeah, like, hey, do it back. Son, it's okay. Yeah, you know, and you impress him with your own. That's the kind of relationship I've built with him. Then you know, then whatever, you know, it's okay. But then, if it's like you're trying to impress them, and then you let out a fart like that, you think that just creeps up on you, or you think it's going to be silent, and it just like blasts off. I think that's pretty embarrassing. That would be like an awesome Asian skit where like you're with your father-in-law and he just lets out a really big one because he just feels comfortable. But then you do the same because you feel like that's like, like a green light. And then he's, he sees that as really disrespectful. Out of the will. Let's try it. <laughs> you're you're going to be married soon, man. You should definitely try it. Yeah. <laughs> best best time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I I actually didn't find out that girls farted until uh until like later in my uh uh elementary school because <laughs> I was I was I was sitting in the bus and I see these two girls talking, right? And it was the most interesting conversation because one girl looks out over to the other and said, Hey, did you ever do that one thing? You know that like you know that one thing and then the girl was like 
I mean, I don't know. What do you mean? You know? And then she was like, you know, like, you know, like, uh, I mean, I don't do it, but like, you know, like fart. <laughs> and, then, and then the other girl was like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, like once, you know, <laughs> yeah. like one time. And then she was like, really? Like, maybe I think I, you know what? You're right. I think I did it one time. And I was sitting back there. And I was like, wow, like girls don't do this. Like, that's amazing. You know, <laughs> guys are disgusting. Why do we do it all the time? You know? But ever since then, I was just thinking in my head, I'm like, man, like, you know, this, you know, girls have this special power where they harness it, just, you know, <laughs> just so keep you, it together, you know? You were fed lies. Yeah, man. I have a daughter. You are still fed lies. I'm sorry. Those girls are liars. I don't think we ever do fart. So you're a liar. <laughs> I have a daughter. She farts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she looks back at this episode and be like, Daddy, no. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but it's hilarious because she just doesn't care because she's still two. <laughs> she's just like, hmm. <laughs> Does she think it's funny? Like, is it the age? Not yet. Or like <clears throat> my son thinks it's funny. He's four. He thinks it's hilarious. Mm. So you know, you laugh when she does it. You shouldn't care because today is the messed up thing today is that everything is fake like i saw this uh com- like some commercial on um like i think it was like just instagram or on uh, yahoo those advertisement things you know and it was this like spandex type thing where you just like lift over your belly so that it just like flattens it Spanx. you know the Spanx, you know but it, it was just it's incredible this thing because like there's these guys with like massive bellies right and he just like puts it over it's like boom it's flat right and um and this commercial i'm just like how disappointing is it gonna be when this guy gets married and then he just takes everything off and the girl's like whoa oh you brought some extra you brought somebody with you there you know like but i I feel like that's the age we live in you know i I, like i was telling jen when i saw that i was like man i'm so glad i got married when i did because I don't want to, you know, th- there's too many surprises today. I think you're going to f- run into, you know, if you haven't been with somebody for a long time, I feel like that first, you know, time that you, you see each other or you, uh, you know, whatever, it's like, oh my gosh, like I did not know that, you know, this was that, or it's just, you, you guys seen like those makeup um, tutorial things where, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, anybody can look like anyone. And that's, catfish. that's scary. Yeah. Catfish. Cause like it was the, the, like they literally peel off, like, it's like they added pieces to their nose to make it a different shape. <laughs> That's crazy. But like they yeah. took like a string and like, literally like scoop out. The, it's just like, Whoa, what's going on? And then they look like a completely different person. I'm not sure if the videos that I'm looking at are real, but then they make, I, I, I think it's real, but it's crazy how makeup can do so much. Yep. That's also interesting because like, if someone feels fully themselves in makeup, like more power to you, you know, like yeah. yeah, be, feel and do powerful things like in whatever shape or form you want. And so like the idea of being barefaced or like being completely without makeup too is, um, that's one way to feel powerful because that's like just no makeup at all. Yeah. But you know, like those who like drag Queens, right. Drag stars who like put on all of that and they feel like the most like, completely out of their skin you know Mm. and like that's inspiring too 
So I feel like it kind of goes both ways. Like, I think the intention behind it maybe is what matters. I think that's that's an interesting point that you bring up because it's almost like, uh, it's almost like the, it's like the freedom to free speech and stuff. Like you can, you can do whatever you want to make yourself feel empowered until it gets to the point where it harms other people. Yeah. Like, you know, like people can gather in groups. It doesn't matter if you're a hate group or not. Like you can, you have the freedom in America to gather as long as you're not doing anything actually harmful to the public. And so like (laughs) the way I kind of saw the parallel with makeup is like, yeah, you can wear a lot of makeup as long as it makes you feel empowered or you don't have to, and it makes you feel empowered. Once you're putting on a whole different face and you're getting someone catfished, you're hurting somebody. So you you gotta not be so tricky there. But if, is it on that person who's wearing the makeup or is it that the person that is receiving both sides makeup or not to accept them in both stages to be like, oh, okay, this is you with makeup. This is you without makeup. And I don't prefer one over the other because that could be like, that could be tricky too. Yeah. I, I think, think there has to be some kind of truth behind that for, yeah. cause like, like obviously like, um, the person, like, so if you're with somebody and they're if you they're wearing a lot of makeup, that's 100% fine. Mm-hmm. But then the person that has all the makeup on, they have to tell the person, like, I'm wearing makeup, you know? And like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm not saying this person would be dishonest or untruthful, but yeah. it's if this person has like a full head of makeup and then like takes it all off, the person who is looking at them should should be accepting of you know one or the other just without judging i'll say if, if they are the one they should be accepting if yeah. they are the one um if they're not the one they shouldn't have to accept i mean they're you know they're entitled to whatever they're they like but i'm actually talking about the people that are like you see those videos of like people without the makeup and then they put on makeup and totally become a different person like like a mm-hmm. like a celebrity lookalike like they're trying to be that person and they're trying to show how impressive it is that just through makeup they can put on this different type of face like i'm saying that type of trickiness like i you know i mm-hmm. i think most people are fully aware that makeup does change your face a little bit to enhance the features that you already have mm-hmm. um but that you know that's i think that's totally okay um but if you're out there catfishing people with a totally different cake on your face um mm-hmm. it could be it's deceptive i would say yeah catfishing is i think deceiving because you are not even showing your true self like people people like just google images they're like pretty person and then they use that image like as if they're not going to get caught doing that like that if you're gonna lie like do a good lie or something yeah. and try not to get caught but yeah, yeah don't leave the google watermark in the bottom corner <laughs> of that picture, you know? wait so shutterstock like, like <laughs> yeah. is the point of catfishing to like just to do it or are you trying to get something out of the other person like if I'm the person catfishing somebody else, why why would I do this? Because I think you want you want that connection, and quite frankly, the only way you're getting that connection is because that other person is attracted to what they're looking at. And catfishing is like if you you don't give them the opportunity to ever see them in person. Like okay, if I'm catfishing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like if I'm catfishing, I will make sure that every image or dimension that you see of me is not like me it'll be a photo of someone or it'll be me in three pounds of makeup or it'll be like me wearing something completely different 
And if you ever say something like, oh, like, I'd love to see you. I want to see you. I'd be like, oh, I can't. And then, like, show you a picture of me being in, like, Australia, being like, I'm too far away. And it would be, like, this blonde woman, like, on the Are you actually just, in Just like right that. Now? It's just like I am. That. <laughs> Sounds like L.A., but... <laughs> I can't. That's it's, it's just like that, right? It has to be. Yeah, like that. I can't. <laughs> I, I get the the idea of why people do that, even though it's like it's kind of sad, you know. Why would you catfish? But it is unfortunate that society sees the looks first. You know, it's like yeah. that. That's like a tendency, and people are trying to adapt to that. Like, yeah. you know, even like dating apps and stuff. You know, how can you show your personality through a dating app? You have to mm-hmm. kind of get them with your looks first. So. You know, it's really unfortunate. I wish there was a way that people can just kind of get a first impression through like each other's character, you know, but that's kind of like a mystery that no one's ever solved. Um, but yeah, it is unfortunate. I mean, that's the thing that I kind of, we kind of mentioned this before, like uh, Joe and I, like we didn't kind of, we didn't come up on the dating app world. So we were kind of forced to like, you know, actually meet people in person to actually try to date and stuff like that. So it's just a different world that we live in now. It's just so completely different and like so shallow, I guess. I mean, it's, but then it's the new norm. Like it's like, I think people like try to talk about it. Like, Oh no, we need to like, we need to try to go back. Or it's like, I've heard that term before, but it's like, this is, you can't go back. Like once you've hit something, like there's no going back. You have to try to adapt Yeah. To like, this is the new norm. You know, this is it. Right. And like, uh, it can evolve. It can evolve to something that's less than this, but it's never going to go back to the way it was. Yeah. I'm reading this book called, um, oh, I'm not reading this book anymore, but it's a really interesting book that I completely forgot the title about, but it's about, um, it's about the Bible. Yes. <laughs> the word, <laughs> but how could you forget? It's, <laughs> it's um, it's about addictive technology and basically like one of the chapters that talks about how evolved our digital world has become. And it's come to a point where like, there's a point of no return. So like emails, the, the amount of seconds it takes for someone like on average to check their emails. Um, it's six seconds like across a study of people, it's like, you can't even not look at it for two minutes or a minute. It's six seconds, which is insane. And that's just like one of the ways that we're so ingrained into this like practice and this, like the routine and the notion of just having something digital in front of our faces, you know, and what's wild and kind of tying it back to like, yeah, dating and stuff. Like, I don't think we'll ever be able to go back to traditional dating unless you make an effort to make things like organic. Like you have to make an effort to go out and meet people. And even then people are like a little skeptical about it. They're like, Oh, why are you at my door step? Or like, why do you want to meet outside in person? Like, why can't we have this conversation online? That's easier. Like things are more um, right. like attainable online and stuff, which is kind of sad because people, you know, living in these days of COVID, like they can't achieve that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. It is a crazy time. And like, cause like, I, you know, I work in education and like, it's going to be different forever. Like this past year was insane. Like distance learning happened immediately. The second that COVID hit and everything shut down, 
every all the districts had to switch over to distance learning, which was insane, right? It was very, very wait, what is distance learning? No classrooms open, everyone has to go home, every kid gets a Chromebook or some kind of device, and they all have to zoom in teaching. So, so like learn from home. Yeah. So it's 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 called distance learning, right? Or virtual learning. Um, so that's basically how every single K-12 student is doing it. Even college students are doing it like that too, or a lot of them. They're every, well, nowadays, a lot of kids are doing hybrid models where it's like some are in person and some are online. But the thing is, moving forward, I think every district has to have some kind of hybrid model. So kids don't have to come to school anymore. <laughs> I think that moving forward, that's how every district's going to have it, where you don't have to come to school. There is a te- There is a technology version of like, school from home which is so they're so they're going to be even more socially inept than they already are which is that's another thing i was like exactly worried about i was like there's a lot of issues with social like you know maturity right now with students and like they're it's going to become even worse because of those students that opt to not go it's going to be they're never going to see people it's just going to be there all day in the same book they do actually mention a study about um kids who went to summer camp and the kids who didn't, and the kids who went to summer camp without phones and distractions of like the, the screen, um, they're more socially able to, like they have a higher EQ, they have um, like social cues and stuff that they learn quicker than the ones that didn't go to summer camp. So yeah, we should be scared because <laughs> it's happening right now. Yeah, because like right now, like you don't have a choice. You have to use a device to actually do things. So that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. What a world we live in. But yeah. And here we are on Zoom when we could have easily got. <laughs> well, you're in Hawaii, so <laughs> we had no choice. I mean, y'all can come over, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I got wife and kids here, so no, I can't really do that. <laughs> I saw this thing. Um, they're going to try to create this, this floating um, like hotel in space. And it sounds so wacky. Like you're like, you know, who's going to actually go to space to, you know, be to, to, um, you know, spend, uh, your time in, in a hotel like that, you know, but then I thought about it. I'm like, man, we're doing some crazy stuff now. And I'm sure, you know, even five years ago, we would have thought like, no, that's a crazy idea, you know? So who knows how things will develop and, and turn out. But, um, I looked at that news and just how, you know, now we're trying to, go to mars and we're trying to create um you know living environments and habitat just around different um you know planets and stuff like that it's just it's crazy to me but then maybe it's not all that crazy you know what i mean like mm-hmm. what is crazy is the fact that they would take luxury that far because like going to mars they're doing it out of the you know necessity mindset um and i, and I understand that but when people have so much money and they're so bored of everything that is, uh, you know, happening on earth that they have to get out of the earth to try and experience something new, like no. you're willing to risk your life that is crazy. to go stay in a hotel outside of the earth's atmosphere to just say that you did. Like, I mean, if this is real, that's, that's pretty crazy. And it's crazy that there's an actual market for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it's for the Uber, Uber rich that are, that just have too much money. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, what is I that like? it, but no, I can imagine it for sure. I mean, Silly. Elon Musk is like, I mean, kind of like what you were saying, Sam, like his plan is to like die as an old man on Mars. 
Like he wants to live out his life on Mars, right? Yeah. He wants to get there and then be in the colony and just live out the rest of his life life there, which is, I mean, he, he has very, very high hopes that it's going to happen within the next like 10 years or something like that. So if it doesn't happen like physically for him, it's probably going to happen in augmented reality and something so deep that because AR, it, it exists, VR exists and it's developing so fast, you know? And like, that's also scary because that's also when it turns to entertainment. Like you see VR arcades or like the VR glasses people use to put games and stuff. And like, eventually it's going to get to a point where people depend on VR and AR to like navigate through their daily life. And someone like Elon, Elon Musk, I won't be surprised if he already has some of these tools at his home or like at his dispense to go to Mars right now through the lens that he just built, you know, and then stay there. Yeah. I mean, the amount of information that these people have that, you know, obviously um, we don't have access to, like, I just wonder to what extent or what level that is, because if you think about it, like, you know, you, you have, uh, if you're so deep into technology, there's gotta be some like really confidential information that just people in general just cannot know about. Right. Cause that, that will just cause all sorts of new problems and issues. So, you know, I've, I've heard people say like, you know, supposedly we actually do have the technology or, um, you know, the formula for speed of light. And I'm like, speed of light. That's insane. Like, there's no way we actually can, uh, you know, because it, speed of light, that's, that's enormous power. Like, if you have speed of light, I mean, you know, you can, you can really travel <laughs> anywhere, you know, um, time travel, time travel. Exactly. So I, I, and, um, but then I thought about it. I'm like, maybe there is, you know, who knows? I mean, that really, you know, it's, it doesn't really phase me if if it does exist or not. The the fact that it, it for me it's just more interesting that there are information or knowledge out there that people are not willing to share. And someone like Elon Musk absolutely has some information. You know, for I mean, if you're studying Mars and trying to create, you know, habitat and living out there, you 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 have to have some information out there that we don't. You know, and I wonder if that does include a uh, extra terrestrial and all that you know who knows yeah maybe you know now that he's working on something called i think it's called brain link or something yeah that's Neuralink. crazy Neuralink. Oh God, yeah. that's so scary it's yeah. pretty amazing though i mean it's a, i mean the initial purpose of it is to try and you know heal people that have blindness and you know paraplegics and stuff like that by oh. um by stimulating certain aspects of the brain that shut down to cause those ailments yeah um but, you know, there's also no limit to how far they can take it as well. So it's kind of like, oh, man, it's going to start out as something great and then turn into something that's like infiltrating everyone's minds. Yeah, because yeah. like, I mean, I haven't looked into it at all, but I imagine it's like you're basically just jacking in your brain into technology. So if you can access like, I don't know, online things, that would be insane. <laughs> you know, just like jacking. And there's supposed to be like instant transfer of information from whatever you're looking and then just straight to your brain instead of yeah there's no device yeah like last time he was on joe rogan's podcast he was saying how like in the future people are just going to communicate not with words but like through just 
Yeah, Joe Rogan like joked about it. He's like, "Oh, so you're telling me like we won't even have to speak?" And then he's like, "Yeah, we won't have to talk." <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. Um, you guys should check that out. I mean, absolutely. I think it's it's fascinating, and it, and and the fact that it's coming up so close. It's not even like yeah. technology that's like you know um, centuries away or decades away. It's it's like in the next probably within the next ten years. Uh, yeah. You know, I think he says by like. Yeah, I think he even said something crazy like within the next five years or something like that. I don't know. Probably, yeah. Five to ten years, like he's he's making this, and also Mars, so he's doing a lot of things at the same time. So all this is all this is on the brink, and then we're still uh, dealing with race issues and hate toward one another. You know, it's like, can we just please evolve past like the fact that we have different sized eyes and stuff? I mean, we do have to talk about this for at least a moment, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was so. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, so there's a lot of hate against Asians uh, lately. And, uh, you know, whether that's new hate or just, you know, secret hate that's been boiling up into the public, who knows? But, um, you know, I just want to get some of your guys' thoughts on that because it's, I mean, I, I have my own opinions about it, but I'd like to hear what you guys think about it. I also have a follow-up question to that because a lot of the information that I'm getting is, via social media. And I don't know about you guys, but um, we did just mention digital age and how we receive information. So for me personally, I see a lot of the bad stuff like on Instagram and the con of that aspect is it's an echo chamber. So whatever my friends see, I'm seeing and whatever my friends see, their friends are seeing. And like, it could just be one aspect of it. Right. And so I'm wondering like, as these posts get shared or reposted or as these videos just become more into the light, like, is it a monkey see monkey do sort of thing where people are seeing these attacks happening and they're seeing these assholes getting away with it. And the people who are watching the video, the bad people are like, Oh, like they're getting away with it. So then people start doing it more. I wonder if it's like a pattern, like a domino where if the bad people see or, or are exposed to these hate crimes, um, are they continuing or are they doing more of it because they're seeing it happen? So what I'm seeing um, with that, that could be definitely be part of it. Um, I think the trend right now that is happening is that um, I think, I mean, I hate to say this, but it kind of, kind of starts with uh the people at the top. So like if we, if we talk, talk about Donald Trump, right? Like what, the way that he spoke about it when it first started was maybe not, it was racist, but it wasn't to the, to the level of like, say some of the racist speak that, you know, we see on Twitter or whatever. Uh, but then like calling it like the Chinese flu or the Kung flu or whatever, all that kind of stuff. And like kind of putting China down for everything that happened with COVID and everything was, um, it was basically a license to kind of be toxic, right? Yeah. And the, the issue that happens is that toxic speak becomes toxic actions, right? So like, if you hear it enough, like it, it's, yeah, if, if your thoughts are positive, you usually, that usually manifests as positive actions, right? And the same, the same goes for negative thoughts. If your thoughts are negative or toxic, they manifest as negative actions or negative or toxic actions. So that's basically the trend of how things go. So like 
basically what the, I think I, I'm trying to remember the study or the research is basically once that started happening, um, there was just a huge spike in that, in like the, uh, attacks on, on Asians or AAPI. So like that, that's basically how it got started. And, um, but I do think that it, like once it started happening, then it could contribute to what you're talking about. Like when, what more, the more it happened, like, it's like, oh yeah, they are the ones that, you know, brought COVID here or whatever. And like, you know, like, you know, F these guys or something. So it's, that's like kind of with the research that I've done, I haven't done like too much research on it, but like, that's what I've seen on how this whole mindset can kind of grow without like, without like everyone talking about it at the same time. It's not like all the other races, like just decided to become hateful towards Asian at once. It's just like a mindset that grows the more that you kind of encourage or like you don't stop this kind of speaking like you it's it just kind of grows and grows and become it translate from words from thoughts into actions mm-hmm. yeah. i notice race more and i don't know if that's a good or bad thing because yeah. i'm a female asian based on you know the recent shooting i i am on such high alert you know wherever i go and that's also just because by default all these asian hate crimes are happening but like um sorry for the noise there's water running but um, like when I'm walking down the street and there's someone walking towards me, whether it's a female or a male, more particularly male, because these attacks that I see are, they happen to be male, but like I notice their race and I notice like if they look dangerous. So I wonder if it, it just brought more light into like how I'm observing people now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I um, personally, kind of always noticed the race. Um, I don't think it was something that, you know, uh, was like something I was blind to per se. I, I think everyone can know, you know, if someone's a different race or not, it's just that our reaction to it is a little bit different now, mm-hmm. you know, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't think it's anything. It's really just uh, a realistic reaction to how things are going and things are going a little bit negatively right now. Um, and so you noticing, or you kind of prioritizing what race are they is really for the sake of, you know, seeing if you're safe or not. Um, is that racist for you to try and see that? No, it's just a reactionary thing. And people that are not Asian tend to be more violent against Asians. Is that surprising? Is that a controversial thing to say? No, it's not, you know? Um, and so I think that's okay to notice that. Noticing a different race is okay, but, um, you know, hating somebody because they're a different race is a different story. You know, it's like a, it's, it's definitely some sort of <clears throat> like psychological issue there that's going on. And people are, you know, people that are hateful buy into this narrative that what they do not understand is beneath them. You know, that's really what it is. Like when you cannot understand someone's language and you don't know how eloquent they actually are in that language, you don't know how rich their culture is. Their culture is very strange to them and it's different. So it just, it just means that they're, it's beneath them. These people are uncivilized because they don't do the things that I do and they don't see things the way that I see. Um, and so that type of mindset is what kind of brings people to, uh, hate others, people being different and people automatically seeing that as negative is almost like built into our DNA. People that are are not a part of our tribe, then they're dangerous. They should not be among us. They might take over. We need to stay away from them. I get that. But we live in the 21st century. Like we live in not only the 21st century, we live in the one country where it's built on all the cultures, you know, 
not clashing, but combining together and just like living harmoniously with one another. That's what it's supposed to be anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, somehow, you know, way. yeah. And, and it's, it's sad when, you know, it's like, even when, when Trump, I, I personally, I don't like hate Trump or I don't like love Trump. He's just like a dude that does whatever he can to get a bunch of votes. You know, like, is he a super racist? I don't really know that, but I know that he knows how to get the racist vote. And so like, you know, him equating his ideals with the American flag is bothersome to me. Mm. Like, like the American flag is like no longer a representation of like people of all different colors and cultures that come here to live in America, you know? Um, but it really should be a flag that represents all of us. Yeah. And so people, um, you know, I, I wish people don't see it that way. And then one other thing is, you know, I'm personally a little bit bothered by how the the Stop Asian Hate movement, or even before that, the, the BLM movement had this, has a sort of like dogmatic type of way about things. Like they, they kind of go, if you're not for us, then you're against us. And, and by not for us, meaning if you are silent, that also means you're against us. Silence is violence. It's like, you're basically hating others too. And I'm not talking about the entire Stop Asian Hate movement or the whole BLM movement, but people with this type of attitude. You're not doing it the way that I'm doing it, then that means you're against us. Once again, it's the same type of attitude that makes a racist person not down a 95-year-old Asian man. You're different. You're beneath me. So you're not going to react to hate the way that I do. That means I hate you too. It's like, isn't it just a vicious cycle? Yeah. You know, so people need to be a little bit more forgiving. People need to be a little bit more uh, gracious about things, you know, because it's really that grace and that gentleness that um, is going to heal the world in some sense. You know, it's like, it's like this violence that's taking over. Are you going to fight that back with more violence coming from the same type of heart? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that is a real poison in our society right now. Yeah, it's unhealthy when you feel guilty for not doing as much as your neighbor or as much as your connection on Instagram. Am I posting enough? Have I posted? Am I donating enough? Did I go to a rally or did I attend a, a, um, oh God, I completely forgot the name. Did I attend a march? And those are all really important. I think, I think they're really, really, they are impactful, but like, is it for everybody? It's not. And there are separate ways. I mean, like God created us so differently with different skill sets, with different um, levels of how we can, you know, give back to the world. And I think we have those opportunities. It's just not posted on Instagram and that's okay. And yeah. Um, yeah. People shouldn't be scared that they're not posting something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I got an email from Postmates. We stand with Asian Americans. <laughs> I just want you to deliver my panda. I don't need <laughs> you to tell me that you stand with them, you know, like, it, but, but they, they do it because that will get them more business. I go yeah. on some website. It's like, buy from uh, AAPI um, businesses. Yeah. Like they're like promoting those businesses. And it's like, it's not really about that. And when it comes to business, it's meritocracy. Yeah. Whoever does it better, whoever has a better product, they should be successful. Yeah. yeah. What's the most racist thing that's ever happened to you? Oh my God, so many things. Not so like many. microaggressions too, but other racial things. Well, um, 
I, whenever that comes up, I just remember this one memory. Uh, I grew up in a town where it was mostly, uh, you know, white, you know, white people. And, uh, and I played volleyball in high school and we had this like volleyball, um, picture day. So we're all getting together. And, uh, I remember Kevin Saunders, this, this guy, he goes, um, he just yells across from the other side. He goes, Hey, Joe, uh, open your eyes. You know, he's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep your eyes open. Something like that. And, uh, everyone, you know, laughed. Right. And, um, and I remember thinking at that moment, like, no one's here to save me. No one's here to defend me. No one's here to be the voice for me. You know, and what am I going to say to that? You know, and um, I felt like I was trapped. I, I felt, you know, lost because I didn't belong here. And I think ultimately that's what it comes down to. When someone tells you, you don't belong here, where do you belong? And if if I if I ask them that same question, who belongs there? And if they say, well, the ones that don't look like you, then my answer is the ones that don't look like me also hurt you because the people that look like me, guess what? They also hurt me. It's not that it's not that so much of what you look like or what I look like, uh, but it's more about us having a conversation and getting to know each other. So. To your point, I do believe that, you know, it's 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 much more than just saying I stand with you because you don't know me. What do you what do you stand? You're you're standing for me. You're no, you don't you don't know me. But if you actually take the time to understand, you know, what that feels like to sit there in high school and uh, have someone tell you, open your eyes when we're taking a picture, um, you know, that that is something that we can relate. So if some what I mean by that is if someone was to say right? Hey, Joe, you do belong here. That would actually mean something to me because then I feel like they're willing, they're, they're open to hearing, uh, what I did go through or what, what I'm going through right now. But, um, I think to just say, and have everything encompassed under the, you know, the saying, like, let's stand, you know, together. Well, I, I think it's easy. It's, it's such a cheap thing to say. Um, because we look at the whole, you know, everything that was happening with BLM, everybody was, you know, posting something. Look at, look at who's posting now. Nobody's posting. It's such a, like, let's do it because my friends are doing it. Let's do it because it's trending. That's what all it is, you know? And, and, and when you do it, do you change anything? I don't think so. I don't think Kevin Saunders is looking at the Asian hate Asian post and thinking back to that moment going like, I shouldn't have said that. No, it's, it's just, I, I think it just needs to be more um, done privately in a lot of ways. Cause for me, what's more important is that I raise my kids to be good people, you know, that they're going to grow up and treat people like human beings. That's, that's what's important to me. Um, Cause if I, if I really try to teach them about race and, and all those things, they're going to learn that. They're going to experience it themselves. They're going to be called, you know, Ching Chong, this and that. I know it, you know, um, and I can't defend them. I, there's just nothing that I can do to to help them. And but I, what I can do is help them prepare um, to understand that they are worth something. They do belong when someone tells them you don't belong here. So for me, you know, it's it's really not so much of where I stand with everything going on. 
it's it's just it's just straight up it sucks you know there's nothing there's nothing good about it and at the same time um what most people don't know that's not asian is that this has been going on our whole lives it's nothing like and all of a sudden like you know we're having racist people in our lives um we've seen more it's being documented more and just like you guys said media is you know putting more highlight into all these areas and guess what does that mean there's less black crime you know black people being um targeted no i'm sure there is but right now the media is turning the cameras onto the asian community mm. um so it, it's there's just a lot of things that are happening and i you know and, and i think for me it's it's uh i i'm more angry or upset um the fact that people are just you know adding to this narrative more so than um creating actual change and for me i don't know what the answer is but i know that it needs to start with my family and i know that my kids uh you know they're going to grow up in in this world and they're going to be called all sorts of names um but they have an opportunity to respond and i wish i could respond i think that that part is something that no one has really talked to us about right how do we respond to racism how do we respond to that and you know and um you know we took what you know we we took self defense lessons we you know we we learned a lot of different you know words and bad words and combinations you know there's so many areas that you know um i think for us we're equipped but i don't think we're equipped the right way so i i'm i'm just uh you know i'm as puzzled as everybody else about this i'm as troubled as uh as everybody else but i think that when it comes to the actual doing you know um it just really needs to start with how we communicate with our circle and you know the people that are around us um because they're the ones that are going to listen you know really well said joe um but you guys today's episode started off really light and really fun got to catch up and then we ended up on a very powerful supportive note i think i think i think it was good I think it's yeah. very useful information. Thanks yeah. you all for sharing. Yeah, it was yeah. good to uh, get on this podcast again with y'all. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's getting cut short because Eunice has to go surfing in Hawaii right now. So <laughs> and go eat spam, go. But Oh, actually, what time is it over there? It's 5.02. Oh, yeah. 5.02 surfing. Okay, yeah. Go do that. That sounds good. No, I'm not going to go. I just have to <laughs> So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll be doing this again soon. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be through Zoom or in person. Well, Eunice will be, probably be in Zoom. Yeah, maybe, a, maybe a combination of both. Yeah. 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 All right. Good seeing everybody. And thanks for tuning in to Loud Snackers. I'll see you guys next time. Please send questions in and we may or may not ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loud Snackers. Thank you guys. Right, Peace. Bye-bye.